The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From Booster Team Game Parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGP and Thanksgiving free roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast corner of England. Uh, today is Wednesday, November the 23rd. I'm going to have a guess. I've got it wrong all week, uh, and Barry hasn't joined me tonight so far to correct me, so we'll go with that. Uh, and we're here to handicap a full slate of games for Friday the 25th of November in, um, I'm dying to say MLB. It's the World Cup Gambling Podcast. Um, joining me, like I say, Barry is somewhere. We mentioned yesterday that Barry was going on his magical mystery tour. Um, he's made it to his hotel near his Heathrow Airport, but he's having issues with the uh, with the hotel Wi-Fi and he might join us in a little while. As it happens, uh, we have our second guest of the week though, and it's arms across the sea for the second time this week. Um, and first thing I'm going to say is a happy Thanksgiving to the MLS Gambling Podcast host, Mr. Ty Roder. Ty, what a pleasure. Good evening. How are you doing? Good evening, Malcolm. I know it's a little bit later for you uh, than it is for me, but I'm I'm happy to be here uh, cross-referencing some uh, MLS Gambling Podcast with some World Cup Gambling Podcast. I love it, man. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know. Get some uh, get some different viewpoints coming all the way from uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, big Austin FC fan, but uh, yeah, you know, excited to be a part of this and uh, and cap some games with you, especially as an Englishman yourself. Uh, I know you and I have have chatted about Newcastle United, but uh, you know, we got a big game coming up this Friday, uh, November twenty fifth, that I think uh, the folks will will like us digging into a bit. Yeah, that's exactly why we've got you on. We had Johnny on um, two nights ago to talk about Canada, who we've seen in action tonight. But yeah, England-USA is one of the four games that we're going to handicap on Friday. It's the last game we're going to come to. But first of all, Ty, then, um, what's your experience been so far of the World Cup? Have you enjoyed it? Are you getting to watch much of it? Your, uh, how are your bets looking? Have you been have you been in good form? Yeah, I've been in, uh, you know, Decent form, I would say. I would say I've been better with the live bets than I have been the, the straight up. Uh, you know, I think, to be honest, no one was taking Saudi Arabia over Argentina or even Japan over Germany. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of overs. Uh, it's kind of tough to take overs in, in these games, especially uh, when so much is at stake. Um, but I've been really, really enjoying, uh, you know, separating the workday to watch some, uh, some, some football as you guys call it, uh, and have made some, some decent money on a couple of live plays, uh, that I've really liked. Um, but how, how have you been with uh, your plays so far, Malcolm? I'm curious the, as an English man. Yeah. Kind of up and down. I think the same as you, the live plays have been doing better. Um, so we mentioned yesterday, the discord channel, I was absolutely buzzing yesterday morning with the, the Argentina-Saudi Arabia game. Um, we picked up some really nice bets and the same again today. So I think the, the there's a lot of sharps in there. There's a lot of shrewd people getting the um, in the Discord channel. It's uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, any sport you want, get across there and have a look. But there's some really shrewd people in there. And while the game's going on, it's a great time to get a read on it. Um, to do, you could see Japan getting back into that game. So the clock went to 56, 57 minutes. Germany hadn't got the second goal and Japan was just starting to push on. And there was, there was a goal coming. You could feel it coming. The Discord channel was awash with it. And now within three or four minutes, bang. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't expect the second Japanese goal. Didn't expect, expect that at all. But um, And then we picked up cards. At Canadian cards tonight was a good bet. Um, Barry had mentioned that. We did think um, Canada were going to try and kick seven bells out of Belgium in the, in, in the second half. 
they picked up some cards. So yeah, um, I went one and three today. We'll touch on my bets as we go through and um, we'll recap today's action. Um, and for the second time in two days, I've been robbed by a penalty kick. But like I say, we'll we'll get to those. We'll, we'll have a run through uh, today's games first, Ty. Um, yeah. Early on, Croatia v Morocco um, wasn't the best game of football you've ever seen. I sat through two nil-nil draws yesterday, back-to-back, um, and I was getting furry eyeballs watching them. This um, was very poor, let's be honest about it. Croatia particularly were really bad. We didn't actually expect that much from Morocco. Morocco did okay. This was really similar comparison to two of the other European versus African games that we've seen, which would be Netherlands against Senegal. That easily could have finished nil-nil. Netherlands got lucky, scored two goals late on. Denmark then failed to overcome Tunisia in a game that's almost identical. Tunisia looked if anything, the better side. And then Croatia today just couldn't just couldn't get anything going. So we, we bet Croatia on the money line. They would have been lucky winners. They never really looked like winning. Um, we knew it would be cagey. We, we liked the unders, but that was too short. So yeah, long story short, that one was a loser. So I, I doubt you were up at 5am to watch that. Ty, um, I, but I was not. I was not. It certainly but, would have sent you back to sleep if you had been. So, hey, did you did did you have any bets on that? I did. I took Morocco double chance. So oh, okay. Was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I got a little, I got a little frisky there. Uh, just kind of primarily because of the African uh, nations thus far that I had seen. Um, I didn't feel, you know, to be honest, I took double chance expecting like a one-one draw. Uh, not a zero zero yeah. draw, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, like you said, with the Senegal Netherlands game, that game could have easily not only been a draw, but I think Senegal could have definitely won that game. Um, and then, I mean, Tunisia, I think that's more so uh, Denmark's lack of, I, I don't know what to call it, lack of finishing ability, but they just look kind of bored out there. Um, and so, no, I was not up with for Morocco, Croatia, uh, <laughs> for 4 a.m. time, my time. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised to wake up to a 0-0 draw uh, because a couple of days ago, I was back in Argentina and they played the 4 a.m. time slot and uh, I woke up thinking that KSA meant Argentina. Not so oh. I was pleasantly, unpleasantly surprised. So... Yeah, Not many people woke up to yeah. a winner after that one, did they? I love waking up to a winner. Obviously, I do the MLB gambling podcast. So all the sort of the West Coast games, uh, Seattle, the Angels, Dodgers. Um, waking up to a winner is one of the greatest things. For, so I haven't <laughs> had that chance in uh, in the World Cup yet. Barry, um, Barry's in his hotel on his mystery tour and he's absolutely furious. He's raging. Barry sent me a few messages here. So I've got his picks for tonight. Um, he, he says, "Give my apologies to my fans." Uh, he's getting a big, big, uh, a bit big for his boots. There is Buzz. Um, so yeah, I've got Buzz's picks anyway. So not to worry because Ty is here. Uh, next up was uh, Germany v Japan. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Second time in two days we had the big shock. Uh, Japan were round about seven to one, not twenty to one outsiders like Saudi Arabia, but uh, they were seven to one. Um, it's just quite cagey early on. I think Japan seems quite happy at nil nil. Uh, Germany got a dodgy penalty, missed a couple of chances to go 2-0 up when they were on top. And then, like I've just said from uh, about the, the Discord channel, from 56, 57 minutes, Japan just pushed on. They opened up. It was a perfectly good game plan. The German defence looked slow, and Japan just kept turning them round, playing balls down the channel. Um, the big lad, uh, Sula, um, who got caught for the second goal, um, I watched him a couple of weeks ago for Dortmund and he didn't uh, he didn't do much that night either. Japan pushed on. The goal was coming, the equalised. Didn't expect the second one to go in, um, but it was brilliant. Um, I've got a couple of Japanese friends. As a, I've been to football training tonight, coaching the under-11s. Uh, we've got a Japanese kid there in the under-11s and absolutely doing cartwheels, um, Leon was tonight. So Japan always looked dangerous in these tournaments. We, we had both teams to score, so I was absolutely delighted with that. There you go. Um, Baz, Baz went for Germany on the handicap, absolutely blobbed there with the chalk. But um, yeah, that was a fun win. And that group now, um, with what happened to Spain, Germany are up against it because Japan won't go anywhere in a hurry, I don't think, Ty. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I took, uh, I took, unfortunately, uh, I was on the Germany side, but I took Germany, uh, parlayed them a little bit with a uh, first goal and money line uh, parlay. And it was looking good. It was looking promising. You know, Germany goes up one, nothing. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to get the second soon. We'll be clear and uh, clearing on. And I don't know if it's Kai Havertz or like you said, the, the German back line, I'm a little worried for Germany. You know, Hansi Flick, the new German manager, has really pushed. They haven't had, uh, you know, a different manager from Joachim Lowe since 2006. Um, you know, we all know what happened in Russia in t- 2018. Uh, they failed to make the knockout stage. Um, Japan looked they looked ready to play. And like you said, uh, with, with Germany, Japan, uh, Spain, and Costa Rica, Germany are in real trouble, especially with Spain getting the win in the other game. Um, you know, Japan could very well easily beat Costa Rica heading into uh, match day two. So fortunately I, I was on the Germany side, but uh, yeah, really disappointed in, in how they looked. And uh, I think, you know, alarm bells are probably ringing in uh, Deutschland. Yeah. Kai Havertz to play up front by himself was his peculiar choice. I'm not yeah. a big fan of his all. I watched him week in, week out. Um, watched him uh, just a couple of weeks ago, the, the, the last game before the, Break for the World Cup. Newcastle played Chelsea up here, and he just—he's so passive. He doesn't do enough. Like he's not going to make stuff happen. Um, have yeah. it. So I think we'll see some changes because they've got a lot of decent young players. Um, they Jimmy, do. they just need to shake. And, and Mueller's too old. Mueller's too old. I mean, he—you know—I saw him coming off, and I was like, "Why is Mueller starting?" But yeah, you know, it's kind of especially of yeah that important position. He's just kind of gone over the hill a little bit. Um, yeah. I felt quite bad for Japan with this draw because. Uh, they looked really up against against Germany and Spain. If you put Japan in one of these easier groups, like where you know, the Qatar, Senegal, um, Ecuador group, or even in the England group with the USA, Iran, and Wales, and Japan would have clearly been ranked the second best team. Yep. Um, but now they've given themselves a great chance uh, of advancing. Like you say, if they get caught, they can put Costa Rica to bed. Uh, that'll be them into the next round. We did say that they've got a, a lot of good premiership players in really good form. A couple of whom didn't start, actually. I think um, oh, the lad from Brighton, Takubi, I think his name is, uh, came off the bench. And it was off the bench where uh, Japan came in, wasn't it? The, the goals came from substitutes. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to Japan and their manager then. A really good story um, and in a good win. Uh, the second game in that group was Spain. Uh, batted Costa Rica 7-0. Uh, the score tells you the story. Out of four teams to score, which in hindsight was a shocking bet. Costa Rica did not have a shot. They didn't seem very interested. I know Spain can Spain can make you look like that because if especially if they get in front, they keep possession, they pass you to death. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts playing against Spain. Um, but what I did expect Costa Rica to do was to make it hard for them just by running around and kicking them and stuff. And they didn't like I was normally with Costa Rica, you get a bit of physicality. Um, we've seen these Central American teams will play with a verve and vigor. And Costa Rica just didn't seem to have that at all. Like um so yeah, I took both teams to score um lost. However, um Barry's bet was over two and a half Costa Rica yellow cards, which lost. But the Discord channel, I quite like the look of Costa Rica cards, and I took them um on the handicap, on the card, handicap minus one. And they actually won that. Costa Rica had two yellow cards and Spain didn't have any. The second yellow card was in the 98th minute for a completely spurious foul as well. It was a proper buzzer beater. Like, um, and the, the Discord channel, there was an audible roar from the Discord channel when the, when the second Costa Rican player got a uh, yellow card. But I don't think this really says too much about Spain either because it was an absolute walk in the park. And this is the type of game that Spain will look beautiful in. Because if they get one up, you can't get the ball back off them and then they will just pull you apart. Like So, um, easy for Spain. They'll, they'll, they should qualify in them after that. They've got the gold and the confidence. But um, Japan and Germany are going to be different propositions. So, yeah, this was a, a, bit, of a, a bit of an odd one this time. Yeah, I was uh, I was on Spain and the uh, Spain and money line and under three and a half match goals, and of course we know what the score was seven nothing. Yeah. So uh, it looked. I knew I was in trouble when uh, you know it was three three nothing before three nothing at halftime, and uh, you know ultimately one more goal. I was under the assumption that Spain were going to uh, score a couple of goals and then really just play possession, but uh, no, yeah. they took it to them. Uh, they really did take it to them, and poor Costa Rica. It's going to be a tough tournament for them uh, the rest of the way because ultimately. Uh, allowing seven goals, no shots on goal, no shots on target. It's just, it's bad. 18% possession. Um, Yeah, it was a a rough game to watch. 
Um, and especially for Kaylor Navas, who has done so much for. He was awful. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. But he, he, you know, he had been kind of the godsend for them uh, for a while. And um, yeah, man, it's their their tournament's done. I, I'm I'm confident in saying that here and now. Um, they won't have a chance against Japan or coast or I'm sorry, Germany uh, in the next round. But yeah, Spain looked. It's it's hard, like you said, to uh, assess what Spain are going to do against Japan and Germany because of course they're going to have a heavier opposition in those games. Uh, then the final game tonight: Belgium versus Canada. Uh, a one nil win for Belgium. Michi Bashwai scored a goal right on half time after Canada had missed a penalty, an eleventh minute penalty. Um, Alfonso Davis, an awful penalty, hit it straight. Um, not straight at Courtois, but um, Courtois got down to his right-hand side to make an easy save. So, yeah, the second day running, the missed penalty's done me. I took both teams to score. Um, Lewandowski's penalty um, done for me yesterday. And then, I, again, I didn't even know. I, saw, I came in at half-time in that one. That's the first half of the tournament I've missed. And I saw Belgium were 1-0 up. Um, but I didn't realise till late on, actually, it was Moonaf mentioned in the in the Discord channel that they'd missed a Mr. Penalty. Canada had 21 shots on target. Um, yeah. Although they did seem to lack a lot of quality. From what I saw in the second half, I saw them have a lot of efforts on goal, but without they never really looked like scoring. So I don't really know what the first half looked like. Um, but Canada, I don't think Canada are done with uh, by any stretch. They, they were really good. Um, they've got a couple of uh, opponents coming up that I think they can get stuck into in terms of Croatia. Um and who was the other one? Uh, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, yeah. Canada are not done with it all. Belgium will need to be better. I know we often see teams that go far in these tournaments can start slowly and maybe pick up a little bit of momentum. Uh, Mitchell right up front is not very good at all. Uh, they need to get the car key back in. De Bruyne had a poor game. Um, you'll not see De Bruyne play uh, that badly again. But they do look a little bit slow at the back and, and Canada gave them a lot to think about. So Canada, I think, Ty can... Um, judge themselves quite unlucky tonight. No, very, very much so. I think Canada, you know, are unlucky one to not get a goal, but also to not walk away with a single point. Um, you know, uh, like you said, De Bruyne had a, a rough game. Uh, Bastuai did get the goal, but there he had at least three to four clear chances where he just won. He either skyrocketed it, uh, didn't play the correct pass to one of his uh, teammates on the side, and, and, and De Bruyne was giving it to him on, uh, on a couple of those where, uh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne um, sees himself as, uh, you know, someone who who limits his mistakes and is the assist maker. So uh, Bashawai is definitely a, uh, a liability. And I think many people will see, you know, he's the goal scorer, so not think that much of them. But yeah, Canada were pressing. Canada looked the sharper squad, not just in the first half, but also in the second half. Um, I was lucky enough. I was on Belgium money line and under three and a half goals. And I also said oh, okay. under two and a half. Um, but prior to the match, I was very concerned because Twitter... Uh, and a couple of discords that I'm in were blowing up the over two and a half. And I was second guessing myself. And luckily, um, it, luckily it didn't, it didn't come down to it. Uh, I think, like you said, with Canada, I, I, I think Canada get out of this group. Um, they sit in last place right now after that loss to Belgium, but Canada looked better than Croatia and Morocco. And it just yeah. looked like they had more fight. Um, even though Belgium probably at this point is going to, top of the group i see no no issues with canada uh against croatia and morocco um they just seemed more lively and i mean 22 shots granted they only had three of them on goal uh but they took it to belgium and unlucky that they didn't get at least a goal in this one yeah i completely agree with you canada is still very much live in that group uh just going back to the germany spain group etc um one of my bets that did help out is that that I had that group to be the top scoring group at um, plus 333. <laughs> now, obviously, the England game finishing 6-2 the other day, I thought that had pretty much bollocked up any chance I had. Um, but then there was three goals in the Germany-Japan group and then Spain at seven. And all of a sudden, uh, that's now gone to 10 level um, with the England-USA, uh, etc. group. And I think there's more goals in Group E than there's going to be in Group B. Where um, And really, that looks like a two-horse race until unless maybe Brazil or Portugal uh, do something nuts tomorrow. So, yeah, that's put me in a in a fairly decent position. Um, OK, we're going to get on to Friday's games momentarily. Um, I'm going to tell you first that we get our um, odds from our headline sponsor here on the World Cup Gambling Podcast, which is the win. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, win bet is live in 
Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Uh, Thursday, 5 till 6 Eastern time uh, is the Win Bet Win Hour. Uh, marquee games of the week. We've got better odds, so you can get a larger payout there. There's loads of great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at Win Bet. They've got exactly what you need to win if you're ready to play. Sign up today. Bet $100 to win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the Thanksgiving free roll, uh, which is under 24 hours away, but you'll have time. Um, to get this in if you listen to this on Thursday morning uh, kind of Super Bowl squares but for uh, Thanksgiving DJs only play action pools have set us up with a football bingo contest um, you need the app the SGP and app um, and uh, via the app you'll get your bingo card um, it's free to play and when a touchdown is scored check your card to see if you've got that player cross them all off win bingo uh, $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. Um, I've got my bingo card already downloaded. I now understand the rules of the game, um, having been a little bit uh, scratching my head when I was looking at it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to some Thanksgiving um, NFL tomorrow. You Are you an NFL guy, Ty? Are you going to be... Um, what, what does Thanksgiving look like for you tomorrow? Because I've got no idea what it means, frankly. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's because we... Uh... Broke away from, uh, I think, the country that you're living in. No, I'm just giving oh. you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's consistent of, uh, well, this Thanksgiving is going to be a little different. And to be honest, we're probably never going to have a, uh, a Thanksgiving where we can wake up and watch World Cup football. Uh, yeah. Waking up typically, typically in the United States, you wake up, you're with family, uh, you watch the thank- Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, which is a big parade they have in New York uh, every single year down the streets of New York. Then right after that, if you're into it, you watch uh, the dog show, big dog show. Uh, Dog show? uh, Yeah, the dog show, uh, um, you know, uh, canine, AKC, uh, dog (laughs) show happening. And I don't know where actually it happens. You winded me up. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly where where it happens, but those are the two big things. And then you go straight into uh, football. NFL football okay. for uh, three games this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but in the middle of all of that, you have the biggest feast of your entire life. Excellent. Uh, biggest feast of the year. Uh, turkey, ham, stuffing, gravy, corn, potatoes, you name it. We got it. Uh, plus tons of pies and desserts. It's basically known in the U.S. as the day to consume the most amount of calories you can. And it's kind of a competition. So, uh yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to finally get to to watch some some football on uh, on a Thanksgiving day. Uh, it'll be a festivity full day and uh, a really good chance to uh, not just uh, watch watch sports, but also uh, rekindle what you're thankful for. That's a big proponent, I think, too, that gets missed out a, a lot on is obviously you know there's the traditions as to how Thanksgiving was formed, but um, you know, for me and myself, it's it's really looking at the things in my life that I am thankful for. And, you know, to be honest, Malcolm, you don't need to be an American or celebrate Thanksgiving to always take a take a second and, and think about what you're thankful for and uh, how how good you have it when when others in the world don't. So, yeah, that's a fine sentiment, Ty. Uh, I co-sign all of that. I might go out and get myself a turkey leg tomorrow morning and do something with it. Um, yeah, God, I'm going to be over face tomorrow because I obviously four World Cup matches and then just as that sort of comes to an end I'm then going to be forced into seven hours of NFL uh, all my fantasy teams to certain DFS plays and all sorts Um, so yeah it's going to be I might need that turkey leg to get me through Um, so Friday's games we're going to have a look at Um, now this interests me obviously we've sat and handicapped everything and up until today We've been handicapping games and teams on how they qualified, how they've been doing in friendlies, historically how they go at tournaments, recent form, stuff like that. Friday is 
match day two for the first batch of teams, the Group A and the Group B teams. So you're kind of handicapping them now on what you saw in match day one, whether or not you take that at face value, whether there's more to come, whether they overperformed, stuff like that. So it's a little pivot, and I'm hoping it might sort of change our look a little bit because where we haven't been doing terrible, um, we haven't got on the mad heater either. So uh, that's what we want to do. First game is a 10 a.m. kickoff, which is a 5 p.m. Eastern kickoff between Wales and Iran. Um, I've seen a little bit of line movement here. I had Wales down here at even money, plus 100. Uh, drifted out to um, plus 110. So 11 to 10 now, Wales. The draw is at 11 to 5, plus 220. And Iran are 3 to 1. I had them at plus 320 earlier on, 16 to 5. So a little bit of uh, movement towards Iran and uh, Wales have drifted a little bit. And we'll start with Iran. Obviously, they got walloped off England. Um, everything went wrong for them. The goalkeeper um, had his head reattached in the first 20 minutes. Um, and unsurprisingly, that didn't go particularly well and they had to take him off. Um, I assume he's out tomorrow. I'd be stunned if he, uh, if he gets his start. Um, I don't think... Obviously, coming into that game, I handicapped Iran quite favourably. I had them to get out of the group at 72 plus 350. And I don't think they were that terrible. I think England's uh, XG, their expected goals in that game, was something like 1.78. It's, I don't think it was an absolute maul and everything went perfectly for England. They took their chances. All the substitutions worked. Um, I think Iran, having watched Wales USA, will still be targeting four or six points. Um, the lad up front, Tahimi, looked dangerous. Um, Champions League player for Porto, I think it is, uh, in Portugal. Wales um, drew 1-1 with the USA. Um, they looked really poor in the first half. Um, I wasn't in on Wales and they looked like I thought they would in that first half. Fair play to them. They changed it around in the second half. And what they did, actually, they threw Kiefer Moore on for a start, a uh, big lump up front, and they ran around more, as simple as it sounds. Um, they still got no quality other than Gareth Bale. Gareth, they needed him. He won and took the penalty. Um, Aaron Ramsey was off, off the pace. And then after that, they just haven't got much at all. Part of my handicap here is that Wales looked knackered at the end. They looked absolutely out on their feet. There was players cramping up. Um, that was Gareth Bale's third 90 minutes of 2022. He's only played, he'd completed two games before that. They're going to be feeling this. Um, at worst, I think these teams are evenly matched. So I've got two evenly matched teams here, one at even money and one at three to one. Um, I have to take Iran, Ty. Um, I saw the price plus 320. It is now plus 300. Um, but I'm going to stick with one. I'm going to give them one more chance uh, if they're shite again tomorrow. Uh, on Friday, sorry. Uh, then I might pivot somewhere else for the um, USA game, which is going to be fun. But yeah, give me a run on the money line here. It's going to be my pick at plus 300 time. Yeah, I like it. I, I, uh, I initially was on Wales uh, in this one. Um, I, I'm kind of leaning with you, though, in regards to Iran. Um, although, you know, England did score six goals. They were able to score two themselves. The expected goals was a little bit more even than the 6-2 result. Yeah. Uh, like it was roughly two to two to one point five in I in uh, England's favor to Iran. Um, yeah, everything you said is is relatively true. Um, you know, I, Iran did allow thirteen shots with seven on target. I don't think Wales have anywhere near the type of caliber to put up those types of numbers against Iran. And I think uh, I feel like Iran um, will be a little bit more fit coming into this game versus Wales. Um, that Wales draw against the USA is is a win for them. To be honest, they they probably were okay. I mean, I, I was as we were watching Wales and USA. I was expecting, um, you know, USA to dominate, especially after that first half. Um, and Wales has kind of pulled it out of nowhere to to get the draw. Uh, I am taking the over two goals here at, at minus one twenty. I, I got couple games in the match day one uh, where I got burned with taking the over. Uh, but I think that this, uh, this over two goals occurs at minus 120. Uh, I think both teams will need to be the aggressor. Uh, I ran primarily because they won. They got to make up goal differential uh, from game one. Um, not necessarily to try to catch England, but to just you know have a shot at, at, at yeah. second place. And then, and then Wales, in the same regards... You know, they fall behind early to Iran. They're going to be looking to score at least one. So worst case scenario, you know, each team scores one. You have a push. I don't see that. I think both teams will ultimately know that um, if England wins the game against the U.S., 
which we'll talk about here in a sec. Um, second place is still very much up for grabs. And, uh, you know, Wales more so probably than Iran know that game number three against England is going to be probably their toughest of the three. Um, so I'm taking the over rather than leaning aside. Uh, but everything you said with, with Iran uh, heading into this one um, gives me, gives me goosebumps hoping that uh, Iran beat down on Wales because I know who we have next for the USA and that's <laughs> Iran. Um, well, Barry's with you. Barry's got the, um, both teams to score, so uh, maybe the one-one draw for Baz. That's yeah. uh, twenty-one to twenty. Uh, price of plus one hundred five there for Big Barry. Next up is a one o'clock kickoff, um, eight a.m. I'm getting better at these times. I've nearly, I can nearly do it without thinking. Um, and that's Qatar against Senegal. Um, Ty, you can lead us off. Um, with yeah, this of one. course. Let's get it. Uh, Qatar, you know, the host nation did not have the start that they wanted. Uh, I believe they were the only team in World Cup history to ever lose their first opening match game at a World Cup. The other uh, team, actually the only other team to not make it out of uh, the group stage at the World Cup is South Africa in 2010. So Qatar are kind of on that path uh, right as we look at it now. Uh, Qatar had an expected goal of 0.3 uh, to Ecuador. They just looked lost, kind of confused as to uh, what they were doing on the pitch. Um, I think the crowd helped them out a bit, uh, but Ecuador, uh, to be honest, I, outside of Enter Valencia, uh, I'm not very confident in, in their attacking abilities, um, and uh, I'm not confident whatsoever in Qatar's attacking abilities. Um, you know, Senegal looked extremely sharp against Netherlands, and you know, I know we were talking earlier about uh, Netherlands got kind of lucky post the 84th minute against Senegal, scoring two goals there. Um, Senegal probably should have scored at least one. Uh, Qatar didn't get a single shot on goal against Ecuador, which is very concerning. Um, those poor fans in, in Qatar were probably not expecting a, uh, a team to come come out and looked kind of unenthusiastic. Um, I really I really liked Senegal against Netherlands, um, and that's probably the toughest competition that they will face in Group A. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, the money line plays, um, especially with these heavy favorites. So I, I coupled the money line with uh, under four and a half match goals with Senegal. Uh, I also like uh, Senegal to win one nothing, two nothing, or two one. Um, I think Senegal gets the win here, but not by a lot. And I don't necessarily agree that or uh, see Qatar scoring. Yeah, I've, I should have given you the the lines at the top of that handy. Qatar are five to one here. Uh, the draws at eleven to four plus three seventy five. Senegal four to six uh, minus one sixty three. Yeah, you've uh, you pretty much read out my notes. Qatar were terrible. <laughs> they, they were nervous. They were, they were nervous early on. Um, and once they'd gone behind, um, there was really no way back for them. Um, I backed them as the lowest tournament scorers at 12 to 1. So I'm hoping that continues. They've given us a great chance. And Senegal aren't the type of opposition to gift you chances, really. Senegal played really well. I was surprised against the Dutch. And with a little bit more quality, they easily could have won. And um, obviously missing Manny, and then they just got undone in the last 10 minutes. Um, the first bet that stood out to me, handicap, and this was the under two and a half, uh, but it's too short, minus 163. Um, both teams to score no was another bet, but that's the same price, so I couldn't get down on that one. So I have got Senegal to win to nil, um, and I've written down here yeah, that takes in the one nil or two nil options, which are the options that two of the three options you've just given us as well, Ty. Um, that's at a price of eleven to eight plus one thirty-seven. Um, yeah, I can see Senegal getting in front and maybe adding another one or just shutting them down. Like, so yeah, uh, big and strong Senegal. There's no home advantage that I've seen so far. There was no mad vociferous crowd. Even South Africa had that behind them um, back in 2010. But there's really, the the atmosphere has been relatively sort of, very, well, very quiet, actually quite anodyne at these places. So no real vociferous home support for Qatar. Um, and I'll take Senegal to take them down yep. here um, to nil at a price of 11 to 8 plus 137 uh, game 3 on the card and um, 4 o'clock kickoff 11am eastern time between the Netherlands and Ecuador Netherlands are 4 to 5 minus 120 
The draws at five to two plus three fifty. Ecuador fifteen to four plus three seventy-five. Um, Netherlands, like we say, they huffed and puffed a lot against Senegal. Um, lacked a little bit of quality up front, particularly. Um, I couldn't believe that was it Vincent? Is it Janssen? Vincent Janssen, the oh, old yeah. Tottenham player, was still just bundling around up front like he's just a big. <laughs> clumsy oak. Never looks like he's ever going to score a goal. Uh, I know Barry's quite high on uh, Bergwijn, another ex-Spurs player who scored a lot of goals for them, but they really missed Memphis Depay. He got the last 20 minutes in that game, um, so maybe he can get a start um, in this one. They looked really slow at the back as well. Uh, De Ligt was really clumsy. Van Dijk looks a little bit vulnerable, uh, but they got it done. They got the win. Ecuador emerged from their game with Qatar with really great credit, um, it wasn't an easy situation they were put into. Um, they were offensive. They got it done early. They, they had that dodgy disallowed goal after five minutes, but they were two and a up after 25 minutes and never looked back. Uh, and Valencia was great. Energetic. We've talked about the, they've got players playing in top leagues. They've got those three Brighton players who looked really good. Casado, Estupinan and... Can't remember the other lad. Uh, Jeremy Sarmiento played well. They've kept seven clean sheets in a row as well. Um, so the first thing I put a line through here was the Dutch on the money line. Wasn't interested in them. Um, Ecuador would be absolutely delighted with a draw in this situation. I've taken both teams to score here. I think the Dutch have to be better um, than they were the other night, especially if the pie plays, expecting a little bit more. Um they were looking to keep a clean sheet, though, against Senegal. Uh, Senegal easily could have scored a goal. And what I saw from Ecuador is that they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to play on the back, on the back foot at all. Um, so I think Ecuador can score a goal here. Uh, that run of clean sheets has to come to an end at some point. They're all going against the data. But yeah, both teams to score here for me, Ty. Minus 105, 19 to 20. What have you got? Yeah, I, I like uh, everything you said. Hit the nail on the head there. The only concern with Ecuador... Uh, Enter Valencia, their their top player may not be full. Okay, uh, he came off, uh, I believe, injured in the second half against Qatar. Um, I assume he still plays because it is the World Cup, but that's a concerning aspect for me. Uh, Netherlands money line and under four and a half goals is what I got at plus one hundred uh, or even money. Um, I, I'm I, I I really struggled with the Netherlands money line. I wanted to parlay it with something. Yeah, um, I wasn't confident with the under four and a half goals. Uh, or I'm sorry, under three and a half goals. So I push it to four and a half because I think Ecuador could get one, but I very well could see this Netherlands three, uh, Ecuador one. But I got something special for you. Uh, Purvis is stupid on, as yep. well as Piero Hincapi. Uh, I believe one is a center back, one is a left back. And forgive me if yep. I don't have their positions correct. Stupid on the left back. Yeah, yeah, right. Stupid the left back. They both completed over 60 passes in the match against Qatar. Uh, right now, you can get a Stupinon over 44.5 passes at minus 110. So against Qatar, granted, it's against Qatar. They held most of the possession. Even if a Stupinon gets 10 less passes, gets to 50 passes, uh, you're still looking at hitting the over by a solid five passes, according to what the books have right now. So I know uh, some of the people, you know, potentially coming over from uh, the MLS side, uh, we got Nick who does a bunch of prize picks and uh, player props. Purvis is stupid on over 44.5 passes. Um, you know, it's just, it's a 16 pass disparity in the books compared to what he did against Qatar. And granted, I think Netherlands hold a majority of the possession in this one, but I still like him to at least hit around that 46, 47 mark of passes. Yeah, you see, that's incredible. And that's why we have people like Ty on the show. Um, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of English blokes listening to this tomorrow, absolutely having their minds blown by what you've just said. That's just not a market that would get onto our radars even a little bit. So, yeah, go and have a look for that one. Um, yeah. Also, I like the, the fact that you if you've got a money line play that you think maybe a little bit short that you're you're boosting it up with something like the under four and a half goals. Um, well, and, because, and one of the things too, Mal, is... You know, uh, with these heavy, heavy favorites, you know, Brazil, Argentina, um, Spain, Germany. Um, granted, I, I do this all the time in um, the Premier League, Ligue 1, uh, you know, all of these leagues. If if you want better odds, like you were just saying there, you parlay it with, yeah. you know, assuming the under. Or if you think a team's going to pop off for a couple of goals, you par parlay it with the over one and a half. Uh, those, can, those can give you a lot better odds, so. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great a great angle in, and I love the, I love that passes. Um, I might have to search for that tomorrow. I don't think um, I've seen yeah, that market. You, you over gotta here, but... you gotta look a little bit for those those parlays. I'll believe. dig it out. I've got time on my hands. Okay, um, game four tomorrow. The reason you it are won't. here, Ty, uh, apart from giving us great players like that, uh, seven p.m. Uh, two p.m. Eastern time. England against the USA. Um, you're our guests here. Give us, tell us why USA are going to win, Todd. Oh man, Malcolm, you don't. I don't know if you want to hear why I think we're going to win, because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I believe we're going to win. That's the that's the troubling part, and uh, I can't tell you how many people across the United States are bummed that we uh, we dropped points to Wales. Uh, I have so much to say, but so little words, Malcolm. Uh, I got plenty of plays. I won't give them. You know, I may give some of them out. I'll keep them. Uh, you know. I, I have probably about 10 plays for the England-US game. Um, I mean, the the way I think that we win, we have a first half. We just duplicated for the first half and the second half uh, against England. Granted, England are going to be much better than Wales, um, offensively and defensively. Uh, I know you guys kind of poke fun at Harry Maguire, but uh, he's better than both of the center backs uh, for uh, for Wales. You can uh, have him. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. I'll take him over Walker Zimmerman, uh, who absolutely just went through Gareth Bale. Uh, to be honest, I'm not a Walker Zimmerman fan. He plays in the MLS. Not saying that's a knock. The MLS is a good league, but uh, Walker Zimmerman, uh, what a dumb mistake that was, uh, fouling yeah, Gareth Bale in the box. coming. I mean, that was a that was a rough challenge. And he acted like he didn't know what he was doing. Um, Gio Reyna didn't play. He's fully healthy. We didn't, he didn't even come off the bench. Uh, that was extremely disappointing. And now it looks like uh, Weston McKinney and Yuna are maybe doubtful. McKinney is probably our top, one of our top three players. Yunus Musta is extremely fast, extremely versatile. Um, Weya looked great. Pulisic was complaining too much. Uh, he looked really solid, but um, you know, I think it's a, a sentiment to, you know, Berhalter favoring some other players outside of Pulisic because Pulisic is not our captain. Tyler Adams is our captain, the uh, the leads the leads man. So I think one one of the things that we need to do to change up kind of our formation, not necessarily break it down uh, by changing out the formation, but I think Gio Reyna starts, and then I think. Uh, Brendan Aronson, the other Leeds gentleman, uh, starts as well. Uh, I think Josh Sargent uh, comes off, and then uh, potentially Eunice Musa or McKenney, since they have a knock and they'll probably be used as uh, as uh, a substitute. So Giorena in, and then uh, Brendan Aronson to start as well. Uh, Nick, if you're or Malcolm, if you're okay, I can give you a pause and let you uh, break it down, or do you want me to take tell you my plays as well? Mate, go for it. All right, let's let's go. I uh, I got USA double chance at plus one forty. We cannot lose this game. The United States, if we lose this game, we are all but certainly out of the World Cup, in my opinion. Um, one point will will suffice, but we cannot lose to England, uh, especially because we won't know what happens in the Wales Iran game. I also like over uh, two and a half. I think goals will be coming. It's going to be a really fast paced game. Um, I think England gets two here, so I think the US need to at least get two. Uh, but I am. Uh, I am back with some more uh, player props, and I got player props for both teams. Uh, Love it. But I'll I'll, I'll do the uh, the England player props because my my U.S. player props I don't think are as strong. Um, but I found some some goodies. Uh, so for England, Bukayo Saka scored two goals with three shots on target against Iran. Right now he is sitting at over a half a shot on target at minus one forty. Granted, not the best odds, but I think. Bukayo Saka has at least a goal, or I'm sorry, not at least a goal, but at least a shot on target. Then you have Luke Shaw, left back, Manchester United fellow. Luke Shaw had over 100 passes in the first game against Iran, over 100. Right now, his past line is sitting at 69 and a half passes at minus 115. That's 30 passes less than he did against Iran. Surely Luke Shaw can suffice at least 70 passes given that he got 100 against Iran. And then, uh, Probably my favorite bet uh, is Declan Rice. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mal, he plays for West Ham United. That is correct. In, in the midfield. Okay, cool. Just making sure uh, I got that right. Declan Rice uh, had over 90 passes along with Jude Bellingham. Uh, but Declan Rice in the midfield, I think, is going to get a couple more pass attempts than Jude Bellingham. His 
line pass total is over 74.5, 15 less than he had against Iran. Do what you want, say what you want about how this game is going to take place. That Luke Shaw, 30 passes less uh, than the Iran one that he's right now at 69.5, as well as Declan Rice in the midfield at 74.5. I think both of those go over. Uh, I think England control the possession. I ultimately hate saying this, but I ultimately think England win the game. I'm saying that hoping that I am wrong and incorrect, and I will be praying, praying, praying for a draw. Okay. Um, I love all of that. Uh, so I <laughs> that was a lot. Um, I apologize. I just kind of no, went off those, on a tangent. <laughs> those player props are top class, man. I'm definitely going to dig some of those out. Um, I mean, everything went right for England the other day. They scored yeah. at the right times. Jude Bellingham looked absolutely awesome. Confidence will be high. Um, players off the bench all contributed. Like I say, it was absolutely everything. It was golden balls from, from Gareth Southgate. Um, USA played really well the other night. They came out of the traps really quickly. Um, they got in front, but they did get tired. Um, they couldn't keep it up for 90 minutes. Wales really dug deep. Um, and the USA looked quite ragged in the second half. Uh, there wasn't too much quality uh, in there in the final third. They will be disappointed not to have won that one. Um, in terms of a bet, I thought England still looked vulnerable at the back. Obviously, they conceded two goals for a start. Um, we just mentioned Harry Maguire. I'm still not really having him. He was at fault for the first goal. He just came rushing out. Um, and it really wasn't highlighted because everyone was talking about the goals that England scored um, and our goalie's got tiny arms, which is also uh, a concern. Um, I've got both teams to score here, yeah? uh, minus 105 at 19 to 20. England should score, really good going forward. Um, but I picked up a couple of, uh, another thing here is yellow cards for the USA. USA picked up six yellow cards the other night. Um, they were really aggressive, particularly in the first half. I don't think that they're not going to change their approach at all tomorrow. So see what line there is on the cards for America. And just as a little flyer here, um, I've already said a little bit earlier on that last Sunday before the World Cup started, last Saturday night, sorry, Newcastle took on Chelsea. Well, if you watch that game, um, it finished in a great big fight. Um, all There was about 30 blokes all having to go at each other. Now, Kieran Trippier... Uh, playing right back for England, will be hard up against uh, Christian Pulisic for America. Uh, faced each other last Saturday, did kick seven shades of shit out of each other, had each other by round the throat at the end of the game. Um, Kieran Trippier does like to try and jump in front of a through ball. He'll often get caught um, a pass at the feet track. And so you're either clattering Pulisic or Pulisic getting the other side of him and then pulling back. Um, so Trippier to get booked. I don't know what price that is. Um, I reckon it'd be round about three and a half to one, maybe. If you want, you could throw Pulisic in there because I think um, they could have each other by the scuff of the neck at various points. But yeah, just as a little pizza bet, as Moonaf would put it, um, give me Kieran Trippier to pick up a yellow card as well, um, as well as the, the USA overs on the yellows. Um, but yeah, that's my reading of that. So I think England probably will win. Um, but yeah, both teams to score is going to be my pick. Yeah, I, uh, I I really I really hate agreeing with you, but I I unfortunately do, Mel. It, it pains me to say, no one that it doesn't put them out of it though, Maeve. Ah, right, okay, we, that, that was my that was my next question, Mel. What is it? What type? You know, as an American, this game going into it, I see it as it's a must win. It doesn't matter who we're playing. I don't it doesn't think matter. It is. That it's, you don't think so? Okay. Firstly, the Iran and Wales play in the morning, so they'll know what's happened. Um, but I don't think that change. You think that changes the mindset of how they go into this game, or even though Wales and Iran play early. If that's a draw, or if Iran win, then the USA the USA know that if they beat Iran, um, they're probably going to be in a strong position to go through. Well, what if because... Wales beat? What if Wales beat England? The Wales aren't going to beat England. <laughs> uh, They're just I mean, not going to Saudi beat England. Arabia, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, so no, you're right. But I don't. I just don't think it's a must-win. That's all. Um, and if if the result goes their way, if that finishes one-all, maybe Wales versus Iran, then USA will know that they can just go and beat Iran, get up to four points. Um, Iran will be finish. Iran will finish on one or two. England beat Wales, and USA will go through in second. So. They'll know what they've got to do. Like, in, I, I don't think it's a must-win because, like, and I, I do think Iran will get a result, and that'll that'll give USA a chance. USA are perfectly capable of getting a getting a result tomorrow. You've got to forget how everyone was really down on England 
before yeah. one o'clock on Monday afternoon, it was nothing but negative negativity. By half past one on Monday afternoon, we were the best team in the fucking world. It's so stupid being a football supporter. Um, the whole country went from down on them to being in love with them in the space of 27 minutes or whatever the hell it was. Um, so the, the, those problems that they had haven't gone away. Like So, yeah, don't, don't be so um, sure that they're going to get turned over tomorrow time. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And I'm glad you said that because, uh, you know, I am already stressed and uh, we're about 48 hours before uh, before kickoff. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's good to know that uh, we don't need a win. And you're right. We uh, we definitely can take it to Iran. Worst case scenario in the last game, but excited to, excited to see what happens and uh, excited for the World Cup to continue on. So there oh, you thanks, go. That's... Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to tell the people where we can find you? Give the MLS show and your Twitter yeah, handling stuff, and then we can let you go on and prepare your yams or whatever you've got to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Ty Roder. At uh, my Twitter handle is at trods1019. You could also find us uh, at MLS SGPN. Uh, it's the MLS Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we do the MLS show throughout the summer as well as the top five European leagues uh, every week. So we're also covering uh, some World Cup, but uh, Malcolm's got you guys squared away uh, with with that sort of stuff. Give us a follow. Uh, we loved having you guys, and uh, I'm sure we'll see Malcolm on uh, our show as well here in the, the near future. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get the MLS more onto my radar a little bit. I know that um, they're off-season at the moment. So next year, I'm going to put that on my list to, to get involved a little bit more, and then I can come and make some uh, hair-brained picks on you. There we time. go. Um, hopefully, we'll speak to you at some point before the end of the tournament as well. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Really looking forward to this game on Friday. Where are you going to watch it? What Have you got plans for it? Oh, no. He asked me the big question. I oh, am... no. Do you it's... have to escape? I don't have to escape. I am actually going to a college football game uh, oh, during no. the Eng- yeah yeah. So you know where I'll be watching it. I'm going. Uh, I made. Uh, I bought season tickets to the University of Texas football. It's our final home game of the season. Um, so I will be in the stands uh, with two eyes on the football game, and then <laughs> uh, you know, back of my head, I'll have uh, my phone uh, with the England USA game. So. Yeah, it was it was tough. I'm gonna be uh, hopefully someone has some good good uh, streaming services because I'm gonna be stressed uh, for two games uh, at yep. the same time. Where are you gonna watch? Well, I've got a confession as well, Ty. I'm working. Oh, um, no. I've got. I think a lot of you know that I've, I've run a sort of a, an events business, so I'll take my casino out to things like weddings and birthday parties. So I've got a friend's engagement party that he booked in months ago, um, and then. I have. I don't look at my calendar. I'm not a very organised man. I checked at the start of this week, Friday night, Jack's engagement. It's like, oh bollocks! So I messaged Jack. I said, "Yeah, are you happy about this?" He said, "Well, yeah." He said, "My girlfriend's not very happy about it, but what are you going to do?" <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be stood behind my roulette table. Um, I can't imagine. I it's in like a working men's club, which is like a bit of a, a you maybe call it a dive bar type thing. So yeah. I imagine it'll, the telly, the big screen will be on, and most of the lads will be watching. The match, so I should be able to watch it uh, from behind my roulette table. But yeah, I've, uh, I've double booked myself, Ty, which is a schoolboy error. Anyone who's playing roulette, you got to be asking them, Malcolm, what are they doing? What are they doing <laughs> yeah. when they could be watching the game? Yeah, leave me alone and go and watch. Yeah, the game. leave me alone. Um, there you go. Um, well, that was an absolute pleasure, mate. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Um, you know where to find us, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Download that app. You've still got time for the Thanksgiving stuff. Everything you need to know um, is on there. The Discord channel is still flames through the World Cup as well, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow in some variation. Barry might be joining us from wherever the hell in the world he's going. Um, if he's not, I will rustle somebody else up. We, we might have time, but you never know. He'll be... Uh, full of beer by then but um, thanks very much Ty we do appreciate it thanks everyone for listening we appreciate your support Um, and until then we will see you down the road cheers